helping families be happy. Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family love and relationships. I am your host, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. Now I'm thrilled to introduce today's guest, Eileen the Storyteller, who will be talking with us about the art of telling stories. Thank you so much for joining us today, Eileen. Hello, Dr. Carlin. Hello, listeners. It's a pleasure to be here with you because, hey, if we're all here to be happier and healthier and, and just better human beings, I'm in. So, Eileen, you have so much background. You're the creator of Kid Time Storytime. Tell us a little bit about that. It's a YouTube channel and it is the most popular YouTube channel for read-alouds for children. And we literally read aloud children's books. And you may think, well, what a simplistic idea as you know, so many of the great ideas are deceptively simple. But the art of the story here is that we make children's books come alive mm. for children and teach them the wonders and the true marvel of storytelling and, and, what, and what books can offer and how they can trigger the imagination and questions. And we make it very, very interactive because we don't just read the, the letters and the words on the page. That would be just... That's anyone can do that. What we try to do is take it to the next level. And we have puppets who uh, have vivid and varied opinions and personalities, much like our children in the audience. And they have opinions about the book and I'll have opinions about the book or reactions about the book. And we really show how a book isn't just something to passively take in, but something to engage in and think about and, and, and react to and have a point of view on. And it's dramatic and it's funny and it's lively. And that's all the things that it has to be because today's modern child is just assaulted with imagery and sounds and, and the media is very, very dynamic. And it has been for a long time now. And children's programming certainly bears no resemblance today to the one that you and I probably grew up with, which was considerably slower. Don't you remember that, Dr. Carla? Oh, I remember that very well. Romper room, very simple, very straightforward. And very slow, yes. you know, and, and there's still great, great value in that. Um, but we have to compete nowadays with whiz-bang cartoons and video games and we really have to compete for their hearts and minds. So we have to take it to that next level and make it energetic and engaging and show how exciting a book can be. So that is basically what we do on Kid Time Storytime. And I really like your use of the word whiz-bang because <laughs> I, I watched some of your YouTube videos and I definitely got the whiz-bang and the beauty of how you just made these stories jump out. Oh, there they you. are. So that was beautiful. So you have an eclectic career. 
that's really prepared you for the amazing work you do in telling stories. Could you tell me a little bit about your life as a TV reporter and an Emmy Award winner? <laughs> yeah, it actually, I have to tell you, Dr. Carla, I, I'm not too much for self-introspection. And it took someone else pointing out to me one day that everything I had ever done had prepared me to do this. And I never really saw that. I just, you know, focus on a, on a goal and that's where I, I just jump in uh, feet first. But I did start off my career as a television reporter and I won Emmy Awards for my work. I did general assignment reporting and then graduated into specialty reporting, specifically consumer and investigative reporting, where I felt I could do the, the most good with the power of the press, helping people in all kinds of dilemmas, whether they have been scammed or whether they were caught up in, in some unfair situation, some red tape that needed to be cut, some fraud that needed to be exposed, you know, that kind of thing. So I really set about to trying to make things better for people, trying to make people smarter and more aware of anything out there that could be potentially damaging or deceptive. And that brought me the greatest satisfaction of all as as a reporter was to be able to put into someone's hands, you know, a refund for some massive investment where they had been misled or being able to, you know, rally people to fix someone's home that had been terribly destroyed by a unscrupulous contractor. I mean, it just goes on and on, but there were so, there were so many cases where I got to leave things better than I found them. And that was a, a very satisfying career. But on oh. the other hand, I had also grown up being an artist and a singer and a performer and had gone to performing arts school and all of it for it. So at some point in this fun career that I was having as a reporter, the muse called me and I picked up and made a radical change, career change, and decided to now pursue the arts. And that led me into, back into stage work and I toured with the Broadway company of Mamma Mia, and I got to perform off-Broadway in shows and be part of a big, splashy musical um, premiere in Paris and just have the most incredible experiences all over the country and internationally. And, and that speaks to you know, a different set of skills where I can sing and I can do voices and I can do accents and I'm very dramatic. And, and you pair that with my storytelling that I did as a writer and as a storyteller, and, and, you know, in my reporting days, I've combined all of that <laughs> into becoming a storyteller for children where I get to tell stories and use voices and sing and be extemporaneous and, and connect with children and feel like I'm doing something that's making the world a better place, right? from the very beginning. You know, I just remember being so influenced by the, the figures of my day. You know, I grew up watching, uh, probably I think, I guess they must have been reruns, but I grew up watching Mr. Rogers, and I would watch the old episodes of the Walt Disney show. And I just remember being so, so influenced by that and the Sesame Streets and, and what a difference it made to me and I would find it just beyond words to be able to do that for children. You know, parents today are so busy. 
you know, they, everyone has to work now. It's very rare that you have a stay-at-home parent. And even if they are at home, boy, are they juggling a million and a half things nowadays. And to be able to give even the parents an oasis where they know that they could put their child in front of a screen and know that it's going to be something wholesome and positive. You know, maybe it's a home where they don't have enough books to read. So I have a thousand books to choose from for them. Or maybe it's, it's a language barrier, or maybe they're working at night and they can't be there or they're busy cleaning up the dishes after, you know, God knows there's so many things that parents have to attend to. And if they can't do it, I want to be able to do it for them and for their kids and have that special, you know, almost magical connection that I have with my readers, which is really something quite extraordinary. Now I have some questions for you. Go ahead. I understand you're bilingual. You understand correctly. Ah, so <laughs> why do you try to encourage kids, or do you try to encourage kids to learn a second language? Absolutely. See, I am first-generation American. I'm Cuban-American. My parents exiled from Cuba. And I grew up speaking both languages. So I'm perfectly fluent in English and in Spanish. And I have found it to be so valuable. Just as a communicator, what does a communicator want to do? Communicate? You double your chances of communicating when you, when you have two languages to choose from. And it's just so enriching because there's so many things that you don't know until you have a second language under your belt. There's so many different ways of expressing, even, even culturally, the way that you say things in one language is totally different from the way you say it in another sometimes, or the sayings are so different. But I certainly want to encourage uh, kids who are interested or parents who are interested in having their kids learn a second language or continue a second language that may be in their family history. I want to be able to help. I know that when I started the channel, um, my nephews, I don't have children, but my, my brother's children, they know some Spanish, but they basically are monolingual at this point. They haven't, they haven't grown up listening to Spanish as much as I did. So I was thinking of them and I started reading more bilingual books just to get it in their ear, to get them accustomed to the sounds, to improve their vocabulary. And also, almost more importantly than all of that, is to pass on the idea that a second language can be a really cool thing to be able to speak. I just want to make sure with everything, every book that I add, I'm always trying to make sure that everyone can see themselves in some way. And that might, that might be whether they look like you or whether they have an allergy that you have or whether they have a, a learning disability that you might have or whether they're going through a grieving process that you might have or whether you are learning how to be honest or whether you are learning how to fight off bullying. I just, I want the full spectrum of the human experience to be reflected because even though they are small, children are living a very vivid, full spectrum life, full of their own dramas, full of their own issues that are very real. And I want to make sure that they connect one way or another. And I feel really super proud and happy and satisfied like job like I'm doing what I'm trying to set out to do every time I do a video when I hear from teachers and parents who say that they're in the background cracking up even harder than their kids are at the things that you know at the readings and parents who say their kids fell asleep during the story time and I stayed up watching it <laughs> And absolutely I think that is what is at the heart of most 
stories, most classic stories, and why they can reach various generations is because when the message is good, when it is wholesome, when it is, you know, informative, that any generation, any age can listen to it and feel that sense of connection. Oh, yes. And, and do you know how much wisdom is in these books? Oh, all of it so is in much. there. So much, so much. And it's funny because as adults, we think we become more intelligent and, and really, really wise, yet the core principles of being a good human being, the core principles that children learn and that sometimes adults forget are there in some of these childhood treasures. These books are deep, yo. Yes. I mean, you're like, what? I never real, this is intense. Some of the stuff you look back, you go, oh, wow, this is real. And, and it's incredible how we didn't realize just how much these books prepare you for life. Yes, absolutely, because they have a lot of the guiding principles in them about kindness, about honesty, about respect, about natural consequences. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of us adults can... It's why some of us like telling bedtime stories, right? We get copious reminders when we do that of what it means to be a good person and a good role model. <laughs> yeah. But, you so, know, it's so easy. It's so much easier to, to raise good kids when the ideas are planted early, you know? When it's, absolutely. When it's, it just sort of goes into that cellular level where it's just natural and you start espousing ideas about kindness, about accepting people as they are, accepting yourselves as you are being kind to yourself and being kind to others. Uh, they may sound, sound like trite messages, but they're not. Um, how many of us are unkind to ourselves, you know, overly harsh on ourselves? And, and that starts early, you know? Um, and there's a lot of really important messages that we're constantly telling kids while we're having a great time. This is not, I'm not sitting there lecturing kids because nobody's going to tune in for that. I'm not overly serious with kids because that's not what kids want. We want to have a good time. We're doing it all. It's like it's like it's like a like a chocolate covered salad. It's delicious. The kids want it. They don't even realize that it's nutritional. Absolutely. And the the really beautiful thing you're saying so many beautiful things. But I love the piece about when we are doing things like listening to these stories with kids, even if we're not sitting by their side, right? And then maybe talking about them later. Mm -hmm. We're modeling the importance of of reading of learning, of connecting, of discussing. So not only are we talking about healthy behaviors, but we're helping show our children that we live in healthy ways as much as we're able to do in this busy world. Yeah, and, and talking about inculcating um, good thoughts into that cellular level of a child's psyche, also just talking about the good habits that you form by doing that nightly read with a kid because you know, anytime that you get hooked on something, you know, it becomes a habit. And, and if reading becomes a habit, it's already been proven in so many studies that it helps them across the board with everything because every field of study has to be taken in via reading. So if your reading skills are strong and strengthened by the daily practice of it and being able to, and the analytical aspects of it that happen very naturally when you learn to read and analyze the book and understand what the book meant and not just let it pass over you, but rather let it pass through you, like we try to do because we do the commentary. Um, 
you know, this is just sets up the kid for a more successful life in every way possible, which is exactly what we want. You know, when you read things when you're young and they stay with you, they really become part of you. And I don't even remember what I precisely read, but I remember it was about not losing the wonder of childhood. And I was still a child when I read this. Ah. And I thought, oh, yeah, that would be sad to lose that because how boring. And I've been able to keep that alive and well, which allows me to connect authentically with kids because they can tell. They, they know a fraud when they see one. They really, oh, do they ever? <laughs> you know, they are smart. And so that allows me to connect with them and live this principle of my life and put it to use your Emmys and your, the success of your YouTube channel yeah. are simply symbolic of that inner joy and beauty and creativity that you are so willingly and with such great devotion sharing with the world. So thank you. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. And, I, and, I'm, you know, and I, it's a joy to be able to work with publishers like Familius who have faith in what we do and see that we are reaching their audience and their kids where they are. You know, because the kids are there, they're on their devices. And rather than turning their back on the, on the future and on, on, on the reality of today and sticking to traditional methods, because they are forward thinkers, which I'm so grateful for, they believe in someone like me and will send me their, their books. And then I get the privilege of then sharing and putting my, my gifts and my spin on these incredible books by these really gifted writers and being able to disseminate their work in a new way. And I thank you so much, Eileen, for taking your time and your significant energy to be with us today. It's been such a pleasure. But where can our guests find you? Well, if you go to YouTube, that's our main hub. If you go to YouTube, uh, you start typing in Kid Time, we pop up, Kid Time Story Time. So YouTube is our main hub. And, and then after that, uh, you know, that's, that's mostly what, what I love for you to follow me there. But, you know, again, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, <laughs> and I'm sure some other galaxy somewhere will have a new system and we'll have to jump onto that. But for right now, that's all I can run. I'm just a mere human storyteller, you know, Doc. Thank you so much. And so as we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familius publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart would be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on itunes and social media and when you're ready for that next amazing book adventure would be honored if you'd choose a book from familius publishing one step at a time we can make the world a happier place thanks for sharing your time with me dr carla maria manley it's been a joy and a true pleasure be well and shine as only you can do. We talk together, learn together, play, work, eat together. We laugh together.